0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See mobilecom Brandon Adams (laughs) joins us on Tuesdays, uh, host of the Dog Nation Daily podcast, (laughs) at Dog Nation Daily on Twitter. Brought to you by R.S. Andrews, air conditioning, heating, plumbing, and
1: electrical. What's up, B.A.? What up, B.? My message to Randy would be <laughs> this. You don't have to be white to go white while <laughs> right? I I wasn't saying nothing. I just didn't hear him all the way. I didn't hear what kind of ra- word kind of it was. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you this, though. I had a friend that went out there for school. This is a true story. You don't want to go out there in the winter. He had to walk backwards to class because of how cold and windy and like snowy <laughs> it was that you couldn't like walk face first into the snow and wind because of how brutal it yeah. was. That is that does not sound like fun.
0: Yeah, go in the summer. Go in the summer. Go to Whitefish. It's all white. <laughs> Why does everything have to be white? <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's the Blackfoot Indian Reservation that's right close to there. But anyway, I'm going to come up with some stuff that doesn't have white in the title, if I can help it. Uh, ABA, how are the Big Ten and the SEC going to save college football?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately, how interested they are in doing that. What it seems like is more true is, is they came together to make sure they wrestled every dollar to the ground they could from these college football playoff negotiations that are going on. Because obviously, the SEC, you know, kind of put out its official statement about, you know, hey, we're you know working with the Big Ten. It's sort of like this, you know, uh, evil alliance or uneasy alliance, perhaps between what ought to be warring factions themselves. And you sort of wonder what that's about. And then you kind of find out, okay, well, next day Ross Dellinger has a report at Yahoo that, you know, we don't have a long-term format for the college football playoff. And it sounds like the SEC and the Big Ten are making it pretty clear of they're not necessarily guaranteed to cooperate <laughs> unless some of the lesser powers in this sport are willing to concede a lot. We saw some of that play out, I guess, this week with the uh, CFP you know, committee meeting that took place. But it sort of seems like this is more about getting all the dollars they're supposed to get than actually saving the sport overall. I don't like saying that or admitting wow. that, but it certainly seems like this is a little bit more about protecting their financial future, which you would sort of think they've already got every dollar that exists. But apparently, they see a few more on the ground they haven't quite scooped up yet. Like, what are they trying to scoop it up for? That's what I'm like. Like when we we're just having fun with it, but you know, the Big Ten, you know, they're they're I don't want to say they're they're on the same level with the SEC for the most part, would it be a kind of play where they're just trying to, like, see who's more dominant? If you're the Big Ten, like, okay, we can outshine the SEC in a situation like this? Well, certainly what the Big Ten strategy long-term seems to be is, you know, they wouldn't say it this way, but I'm going to say it this way. They may not have the better quality of football, but they can be the bigger conference. You know, they're in the Pacific Northwest now. They've got Los Angeles now. They stretch all the way out to Piscataway, New Jersey, to the extent that that matters. And, you know, if they want to come into, eventually, I'm talking about, you know, in a realignment future, if they want to come grab Florida State, or they want to come grab Clemson, if they ever became available um, because of the disillusion of the ACC, well, now the Big Ten can really say, okay, we really are truly a national league, our sort of, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week action may not be as good as the SEC, but we've got all four time zones or something close to that, you know, in our uh, in our sort of geographic footprint here. And so, therefore, maybe we could just hold our own playoff. We don't need anybody else for that because, you know, we've got, you know, basically the entire country sort of represented here. The SEC's idea is still sort of a regional conference there. You know, Greg Sankey loves to say – SEC expansion is always contiguous. contiguous. He loves that word. Favorite word. You know, <laughs> Love states it. that touch other states, as if that matters at all. I, I don't even know why that's too big deal to him. But he's always a, he's always very very uh, happy about contiguous expansion, which seems to be the philosophy SEC is trying to stick to here right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, not the not the Big Ten. And they don't care about that at all. Contiguous. No, they um, don't move past this. W- what do you think is more likely that that this sort of um, coalition, whatever they want to call it strong arms the uh, the playoff into getting exactly what they want, or they're like, all right, screw it, we'll just go make our own thing?
1: I think there is certainly a possibility that eventually they go out and make their own thing. And, you know, I will tell you as an SEC fan, I do worry a little bit that one day the Big Ten may want to make its own thing all by itself and not play the SEC at at all anymore. We've seen that sometimes you know, in sports, you know, where, you know, you you, you can't get together. Like boxing's been sort of like that, where, Mm -hmm. okay, this guy's promoted by this guy and this guy's promoted by this guy. And so therefore we can't get these two fighters in the same ring together. I sort of fear that in the college football future where Georgia can't play Ohio State because Ohio State's in the wrong TV network. I hope we don't get to that point, but I certainly fear that as a long-term possibility. In the near term, I think the SEC and the Big Ten are banding together to make sure that smaller entities don't try to uh, enforce sort of uh, extra power. For instance, this is tedious. I apologize. I'll make this quick. But, you know, the Washington state president is sort of representing yep. what's left of the old PAC 12 now. And technically speaking, they currently are holding a, an automatic playoff, which we know they're not going to be able to keep, but it's negotiation. They're trying in negotiation. to, um, they're trying, yeah, they're to. trying. <laughs> you, you know, everything's in negotiation. And so they're trying to hold out Good for, for as much negotiating leverage as they can get. Mm-hmm. And so, some of this stuff, as tedious as it sounds, on the part of the SEC and the Big Ten together is sort of fighting against, you know, SMU, who wants a full share moving to the ACC, Washington State, who wants some sort of seat at the table because of the abolishment of the uh, the, the Pac-12. That's what a lot of this is kind of about right now. B.A., what happened to the, 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 the anticipation and all the fun and the joy that people get tomorrow, the first Wednesday in yeah. February. I mean, I just realized tomorrow's signing day, BA. I know it's crazy. Georgia probably won't sign anyone. Obviously, most of their signing class are already, you know, in class and going through workouts and things like that. And I'll tell you, I miss it. I actually I, I seem to be the only one who feels this way. But if I had my way, we would have one signing day and it would be in February. I don't like the December signing day because the month is already too crowded with college football as it is. And right. it's also Christmas, for goodness sakes. Since I should you know, do a little bit of Christmas, I like February signing day. I sort of miss it. It seems like if we make any changes to the recruiting calendar, we're going to probably put it in August instead of you know, mm-hmm. you know, something more like this just because of a number of different reasons, I guess. But you know, not only am I a little bit nostalgic for the way that it used to be, but I sort of thought it was better. Um, you know, I don't think there's a ton of love right now for the early signing period, but I don't think we're ever going back to, you know, the February date being the sort of main time when this happens. But No doubt. I mean, I'll tell you, I almost forgot, uh, I guess, late last week, early this week, that it even was national signing Day. It sort of sneaks up on you because, like I said, Georgia won't sign anybody, I don't think, they, you know, maybe last minute, but probably not. And almost nobody else will either. It's really just not certainly what it used to be. All of that happens in December. And most of these guys now are early enrollees, so they sign in December, and a couple of days later, they're going through bowl practices and essentially beginning their college careers.
0: What do you think of Carson Beck's Lamborghini?
1: Mm. You know what? I think it's kind of cool, right? I mean, yeah, I think this is kind of a fun thing for for Georgia, too. It's like, okay, in addition to Beck, obviously taking advantage of the NIL stuff, I mean, you know, Georgia is not typically kind of a quarterback-led team. Georgia's not typically – you know, Georgia typically speaking is more like the 49ers with a quarterback like Brock Purdy, although he's obviously having a great early start to his career, but a little bit more of a balance-type team. You know, for 2024, Georgia feels a little bit more like the Chiefs with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, sort of the face of the organization, and (laughs) his job is to make everybody better. This is kind of an interesting sort of new look for Georgia where – quarterback drives a Lamborghini everybody knows who he is short list of the Heisman favorites could be you know not just a first round pick but a very high first round pick I'm glad for Beck but it's kind of fun for Georgia fans too because this is a little bit more of a quarterback centric team mm. than certainly we've seen Georgia have in the Kirby Smart era
0: entering the Broadway Joe era
1: of yeah, uh, a little bit yeah get him a, a little s- bit. get
0: him a fur coat and mm-hmm. yeah there we go I like uh, that
1: time, timely reference Annie.
0: yeah no kidding I don't know why that was the example that I used. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate you, man.
1: uh, Good to be with you guys. Talk
0: about the 70-year-old quarterback. That was very good. Uh, Brandon Adams joins us every single Tuesday. Thanks to him.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.